This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So it's lovely to see you both again. I just wish it were under better circumstances. You don't have to talk. All right. If you don't mind. I would begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bad boy. Four, five, six. V I G. People have no control over their race, for instance. You think they have control over their sexuality? Absolutely. You think being gay is a choice? Absolutely. Why do you say that? Because a lot of people who go into prison go into prison straight, and when they come out, they're gay. Are you freaking with me? Or are you done freaking with me? Close only counts in horse grenades. What? It's a saying, because if you're playing horseshoes and then you throw a grenade at a horse, it doesn't have to be that close and you can still blow the horse's legs off. It's from the movie Sea Biscuit. And now. Alcohol tastes good. I like it. Our feature presentation. That's a good point. Morning, everybody. Brand new Kevin and Bean Show. It is uh, Tuesday morning, the 5th of June. Do you get... Um, sad when you realize there's only one hockey game left in the season. I do, actually. Yeah. Do. I'm the same way with football and with baseball. As it gets into that final week, you go, oh, man, I'm going to really miss it. Yeah, and then when is it October? That's what I keep asking. <laughs> is it October yet? Exactly. Yeah. Hey, um, real quick, just because I'm uh, curious, I think I know the answer to this. If you're Bryce Harper and you're one of the superstars of the Washington Nationals and you go to a Stanley Cup final playoff game, where the Capitals are in it. Right. D- do you wear a jersey for the Las Vegas Knights? Did he do that? He did. He's from Las Vegas. Right. So oh. it kind of makes sense, but I'm just asking just from an optics standpoint, it seems like that maybe doesn't endear you to your fans in the city that you're playing in. But he's not still playing. Well, yeah. He's yeah, still he's, playing. Oh, yeah. He's the right fielder. Yeah. Superstar. Superstar oh, in Washington, oh, D.C. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Yeah, my so, bad. So he went to the game. I thought we were talking same sport. I didn't realize baseball. Yeah, baseball. Um, yeah. Yeah. No so cares. cool, uncool. Um, I mean, I would say uncool. Just, what do you think? Just, what do you think, Chip? Just from the I optics say, I of think it. Uncool. If you're playing for the Nationals, you, you have to root for... You represent. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in his heart, maybe he roots for Vegas to win because he's from Las Vegas. But it seems like, I don't know. I'm kind of mixed on this because there's no reason for him to... F- I guess there is a reason for him to fake it. Yeah, I think so. Just like you said, from optics. Just from it looks, optics, yeah. It looks bad. You want unity for the city, I think. I don't know. Right. Make it look like you're supporting D.C. Yeah, it seems like that's yeah, sort of Go weak. neutral. Don't go Vegas. Right, exactly. Okay. All right. Well, we'll, we'll let him know. All right, good. <laughs> we'll pass along our ruling on that. By the way, one of the weird things about last night's game, and I don't know if you noticed this, is that it seemed like Las Vegas was playing just as well as Washington mm-hmm. and had the worst luck. Yes. They would hit post after post after post, and the Capitals' goals were going in, and they were up 4 to nothing at one point, um, and ended up winning 6-2. 6-2. And it was a 
pretty close game. A much closer game than the score would, would it, indicate. It was really yes. weird. Well, you know, in any sport, there are some days everything goes your way. Yeah. Some days nothing goes your way. And last night was the worst possible time for Las Vegas to run into that kind of bad luck. But it sure, sure was because it looked like they were playing pretty much at the same level as the Capitals. Yeah. But so. just couldn't get any bounces. Well, it goes back to Las Vegas now, right? Yeah. So, I mean, they have an amazing record at home. Right. So, you know, they just got to win one at a time. Down 3-1. That's what you do. So then it's Vegas, then it's Washington, then it's Vegas if it goes to Game 7. Speaking of the uh, nation's capital, my old uh, hometown, this story comes from the suburbs of Washington, D.C., and I know I often complain that there aren't enough details, but there really aren't enough details in this story. His name is Daniel Beckwith. It doesn't say how he made his money except that it was in tech. He's one of those guys who made millions and millions of dollars in the tech industry. He's only 27 years old. And he got it in his mind. And I guess I understand this if he watches the news enough. At certain times, it looked like we were flirting with North Korea and it was going to end up in a nuclear war. He decided he was going to build a bomb shelter under his home in Bethesda, Maryland, a D.C. suburb. Now, this is where the story gets crazy. There are lots of rich people who have built themselves bomb shelters. Sure. I don't know if he was doing this on the cheap or what, but he hired a guy named Askia Kafra to do it. He would pick him up every day and blindfold him and say, hey, I don't want you to know where I live. I'm driving us into Virginia. Keep your blindfold on. Don't, you know, don't look at what's going out the car windows. And then instead he would drive north and take him to his home in Bethesda. So every single day he would drive an hour each way to pick this guy up. Just so the guy didn't know where he lived? Exactly. Yes. The worker, Mr. Kafra, was 21 years old. And the way this article is written, it sounds like he was the only one working on this bomb shelter, which doesn't seem even possible especially since the network of tunnels under the house was 20 feet deep and branched out over 200 feet there's no way one guy was responsible for that there had to have been other work done that's a hard working mofo i mean seriously right they were powered uh, the uh, underneath by a daisy chain of extension cords which created a fire hazard sweet smoke was detected Mr. Kafra sent a text because there was also underground Wi-Fi in what was going to be the Bob shelter, sent a text up to the house saying, hey, I smell smoke. Mr. Beckwith flipped the circuit breaker twice to try to fix the problem, but of course it didn't help. A fire broke out and the 21-year-old worker burned to death. Oh, no. He died. This is a colossal disaster. It is. That's why this story is in the news. But again, so many questions about this. And the body was found naked What in the tunnels, which is that just because I don't know how burned he was. If he just died from the smoke inhalation, we don't know whether his, his body actually caught on fire. Would you be naked? Would all your clothes burn off if you got caught on fire? I guess they would, right? I, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess. I guess. But it's just, I mean. Are you positive how, that he didn't make him work nude? I'm, I'm actually not. Okay. But everything about this story is just so intriguing to me because again you you pick up the guy and you and you blindfold him there's one dude working on it it's a a huge underground project which by the way you would need a phenomenal amount of construction oversight to not have your property collapse into a series of tunnels like that if you've got if you've got a hole 20 feet deep and 200 feet long under your house 
you got to be really careful with that kind of digging. Yeah, I would think so. So I he was he was arrested by the way, and uh, there uh, you know he he was charged with uh, accidental death or whatever they call it, manslaughter, or whatever it is. So I don't know what the the full details are going to be. I think more will come out as the trial gets closer. But just a bizarre story in in every way. I hope that they're going to go a little deeper and look for other bodies. By the way, yeah, because this sounds like the kind of wacko. Yes, that this He's, might be the sixth person that he had. <laughs> Working yes. on the tunnel? He's got way more money than he has common sense, doesn't he? Murder. Exactly. All right, let's talk about today's Kevin and Bean Show, shall we? Have you ever run around in the mountains at night with a full moon? Or it's about 30 degrees out with your shirt off? <laughs> oh, you have? You haven't? It's a great question, though. <laughs> uh, on today's Kevin and Bean Show, you hold some type of record. There was a guy in New Orleans that just won an eating contest for oysters. Mm-hmm. He ate 40 dozen in is it eight minutes? Eight minutes. Forty dozen. Yes. So he holds the record now. And yeah. he's an amateur. He just showed up, said, I'm going to try it, did it. I don't know that I believe that he had never participated in an eating contest before. Or I don't know if I believe he had never tried oysters before. All right. Wow. That's weird to me that the first time you ever eat something, you eat 480 of them. Throwing some serious shade at our record holder. I know, but what if you hate it? What if you take the first oyster and you go, oh, this isn't for me? Then what? Well, I, I can't answer that. <laughs> He's set a record. That's all I know. He okay. ate 40 dozen. It happened. I don't know what I don't like you. it. I don't like it. A uh, new feature called Kevin and Bean Jank Tank on oh, today's show. like the sound of that. Um, uh, a woman flashes her boobs on Google Maps. I like that very much. A lot of five-star reviews for that place. Very lucky. Uh, mm-hmm. Mr. Bad Example. How dare show. you? And it's uh, it's a good batch. It's a good sesh. So I'm looking forward to that. And uh, Mike Catherwood will be here with Psycho Body. Oh, great. In the 7 o'clock hour. We'll take a break. We'll come back with what's happening next. It's the Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. I know uh, Allie's out today. Yeah. But I didn't know didn't know we'd be seeing Omar behind the mic. So in. Right? I'm not, You're all the way in, not sure this is good. So deep. Okay. <laughs> All right. Already we regret it. <laughs> Omar, uh, what's hey. uh, what's happening, man? What's happening is uh, it's election day. It's election day, right? Go vote, guys. Go vote. Go often. Go early. I don't think you can go often. Yeah, yeah I just I voted just what time? at least 10 times. Okay. All right. So go on. Hey, I wanted to ask you guys about two things uh, real quick. Oh, if you don't mind me stealing a yeah, minute. Yeah, no, it's time. all good. Number one is, for the first time ever, it is now legal to take a photograph of your ballot in the state of California. It okay. has been illegal in the past. And now the people who run the election say, hey, you know what? We uh, have mostly old people voting. We want to encourage young people to vote. And that's how young people advertise things and share things. So let's let people take a picture of their ballot in the voting booth and put it up on social media because that may encourage other people to vote. Huh. So just so you know, that's thing one. That's interesting. Thing two, though, is every year you hear people say, hey, whatever you do, go out and vote. Do we want people who are uninformed and potentially dumbasses to go out and vote? Or do we just want people who care enough to vote to be the people who vote? Um, I think dumbasses. Um, All right. What do you think? Message I'm getting. Do you, do you know who our president is? <laughs> yeah. uh, yes, okay. I'm Donald Trump, and I approve this message. <laughs> okay, so that that's who's voting, dude. <laughs> um, so, what's that? So you, so you think... You think more people should get involved in vote then rather I, than I think, dude. If you have, if you want to make any kind of difference, get out there and vote. And plus, you don't have to do years and years of research. No, and go with your gut. And if uh, you don't vote, you don't get to complain. 
You just don't. Okay. Okay. Because you're a dumbass right. if you don't vote. For sure. So let it be written? Yeah. So let it be done. Yes. All right. Um, okay. You know what? We all love free food. Right. And we all love teachers. Right. And teachers today, if they go into Red Robin, can get a free tavern burger with unlimited of those fries. All right. Yeah. So, yeah, that's awesome that Red Robin's stepping up for teachers. So, so it's fatten up, teachers. Fatten up. It's it's a, the deal goes out to all teachers, counselors, administrators, uh, administrators, um, even retired teachers, and school bus drivers can get on. This. Wow. All they have to do is uh, show their school ID. And Chipotle is also doing something really cool for nurses. Okay. If uh, you're a nurse, you show your little ID, you get buy one, get one. BOGO, bitches. Okay, so uh, that goes um, for a burrito, a bowl, a salad, or an order of tacos. So that's kind of cool, something All right. that Red Robin and Chipotle is doing for teachers and nurses who do not get appreciated as much as they should. Agreed. And my wife's a teacher. <laughs> and he knows she definitely your girlfriend's a nurse. <laughs> <laughs> um, Johnny Depp, guys. Johnny Depp is fine. Fine. What? Uh, he's fine. He's a lot fine. of people. A lot of people are really concerned about his health. Yeah. Uh, uh, there was a couple of uh, pictures that uh, came up when he was in Russia because he's on the road performing with the Hollywood Vampires. His band with uh, who's his band member? Who's that? Uh, Ah, oh, who's that Who guy? Alice, 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 Alice Cooper. Cooper. Yeah. Alice Cooper and a bunch of oldie oldsters. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but you see this picture, guys. It looks like there's something seriously wrong with John. Oh, he Depp. looks uh, 75 years old. Absolutely. It's not just it's, like it's makeup like or... It's like he's taking vampire too literal. Like oh. He's like trying to look like a vampire. But we talked to his reps, guys, and we knocked down some doors. Did and we? He, and he's fine. He's fine. Yeah. Hmm. I do a lot of research for this guy. You do? Huh? Yes. Who did you talk to over in his camp? Uh, you know, that guy, whatever his name is. Um, but he's all good. I assume because he's Johnny Depp that he, you know, he Christian bailed it. He's doing some movie where he had to lose a bunch of weight like Matthew McConaughey did for, you know, his Dallas Buyers Club. It's probably one of those kind of deals, or right? Or just shooting up heroin. One of the two. Did right? you see the pictures a couple weeks ago of Jackie Chan and people had the same reaction, which is, whoa, what happened to him? He's 55 years old, but looked like he was around 80 because oh, he's just no. so so tiny and so shriveled now compared to the last time we saw him. Well, that's crazy. And that guy has always been fit. Super, Super fit. fit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's so, crazy. Uh, we're just—I uh, ho- just hope it's—they're uh, both just for movie yeah. roles. And uh, turns out that Jeremy Renner is a big pussy. Is that right? Yeah, because uh, uh, the guy who's done like you know forty bajillion Avenger movies, right? Broke his arms filming Tag, the movie that's coming out. Broke his arm. Both. Both his arms. During like four days into filming, he was saying like, yeah, it was weird because I did all these Avengers movies that, you know, require a lot more stunt work than this. And then he snapped his arms like, you know, like twigs four days into filming this tag movie that's going to come out on June 15th. However, that didn't stop them from CGI. He had casts. They they painted him green. He's so right. His his arms, like in most of the movie, are all CGI. Isn't that that crazy? Who's heard of that? How do they do wow. that? That's crazy. But I'm yeah. kind of surprised four days into filming, they didn't just replace him with another actor. At that stage of the movie. You know I what know. I mean? When that I see dude the trailer, lo- though. That dude loves tag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I no. see the trailer, I mean, he's like a perfect fit. So yeah. I think it's one of these things where you, if you're at a, like a casting guy, and I mean, he's a huge star. Yeah. He's you want to keep him. You want to keep him. We'll paint no. over that. Don't worry yeah, about exactly. it. Yeah, exactly. It's all good. We'll, we'll fix that in post. Broke arm <laughs> guy. Way. How great a concept is that for a movie? And it's based on a real group of friends. Too, I love that. that. I that think play we should tag do that over over decades. Let's they do that. Let's do that. You're in, Kevin. I'm in. Tag chip. Oh, I'm in. Yeah.
<laughs> oh, no, you suck, Kevin. You couldn't even tag Chip. She's right behind you. Um, okay, I'll tag you, her when she's not lo- expecting it. You'll tag her. Uh-huh. I know what you're talking about. Um, so you guys know who Woody Allen is, right? Yeah. Woody Allen is this uh, director guy who had some indiscretions with his uh, uh, stepdaughter, right, Bean? Yes. Okay. So he's stepping That's up. alleged. <laughs> so he's stepping up for uh, the Me Too movement, okay? Woody Allen says that he should be the poster boy for the Me Too movement, given that he hasn't been accused of sexual misconduct for any of the actresses who he's worked for for all these years. He says, I'm a big advocate for the Me Too movement. Allen said in an interview, uh, he was doing some interview with some Argentinian program. He says, I feel when they, when they find people who harass innocent women and men, it's a good thing that they're exposed. But you know, I should be the poster boy for the Me Too movement because I have worked in movies for 50 years and I've worked with hundreds of actresses and not a single one. Big ones, famous ones, ones starting out have never suggested of any kind of impropriety at all. I have always had a wonderful record with them. Now, is he the guy that needs to be stepping up for the Me Too movement? No. Uh, Bean, uh, can you explain kind of like a, a little bit of what he's done in the past? Because I really don't know uh, the, the details. Well, it is uh, alleged that he sexually abused one of his daughters. Mm. And he did marry a, a, another one of his daughters. That's all. Now, daughter so, or stepdaughter? Stepdaughter. Okay. He uh, he keeps it in the family. Does that make I think. it right? No. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know yeah. that it's any much yeah, different. But. Yeah. No, definitely wrong. But uh, again, he may be factually correct that none of these actresses that have worked with him in a professional capacity hmm. have ever been subjected to the monster that he is. I guess. But maybe not so much from you, Woody. Not so much from Woody's. But yeah. yeah, exactly. A good point. Less Woody. Um, so, guys, huge changes are coming to the Miss America pageant. Oh, how's that? I have a little audio for you guys. Since its start, the Miss America pageant has been famous for its swimsuit competition. Miss America. The 97-year-old contest, initially even billed as a bather's review, has long been criticized for the parade of scantily clad women. But now the Miss America organization says it is dedicated to shifting the focus from the contestants' bodies to their brains. <laughs> oh, no, I'm all in. My favorite, all in. My favorite part of those entire things are the questions that they ask. Yeah, that's funny. You know, for me, it was like, there's still a Mer- Miss America pageant going yeah. on? I was like, yeah, what? Are you kidding? It's still going on? Does this, anybody watch it? This is all I care about. Recent yeah. polls have shown a fifth of Americans can't locate the U.S. on a world map. Why do you think this is? I personally believe that U.S. Americans are unable to do so because uh, some people out there in our nation don't have maps, and uh, I believe that our ed- education, like such as in South Africa and uh, the Iraq, everywhere like such as, and I believe that they should. Uh, our education over here in the U.S. should help the U.S. or should help South Africa and should help the Iraq and the Asian countries so we will be able to build up our future for our children. Thank you very much, South Carolina. You have my vote, clear. South Carolina. You have my vote. <laughs> very clear. Oh, awesome. Hey, I, I need to make a quick correction, though, before you close down, and that okay. is, uh, I apologize, several listeners uh, reminded me that it was not uh, Jackie Chan, in fact, who now looks ancient. It's Jet Li. Jet Li. Oh, Jet Li. Oh, wow. Yeah, oh, Jet Li. But uh, still, very uh, very disturbing photograph. Same thing. Crazy. Uh, celebrity birthdays. All these people were born today, June 5th. Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. Mark Wahlberg. Pete Wentz from Fall Out Boy. We have uh, Nick Kroll, Jeff Garland. No! Peanut from 311. 
His name is Aaron Wills. Did you guys know that? No. That's crazy. I don't think I ever paid attention to that. And then we have uh, Kevin and Dave the King of Mexico's new best buddy, Kenny G. <laughs> it's Kenny G's birthday today. <laughs> How are you guys going to party, Kev Dog? You're going to call up Kenny G and, you know, I mean, just didn't really... sacks it up? Didn't really swap numbers. Oh, yeah. There didn't really is. swap numbers or yeah, anything. Yeah, right. You swap something else. No. Huh? <laughs> no, not so much. And that's what's happening. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. You know how sometimes it's difficult to take pictures with celebrities? <laughs> so you don't ask? You know, you know how that happens? Is it difficult to take pictures with celebrities? Don't you just hold your phone up and hit a button? You would think so, sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was at a party and I ran into Will Ferrell recently. Oh, yes. Wow. Oh, old friend of the show, spent time talking to him. He was very hey, nice. Ma, can we get some meatloaf? <laughs> right? So I kept thinking in the back of my head, I I should ask for a picture, but I don't want to be that guy. But, he, you know, he wouldn't mind taking a picture. So Now, let me stop you right there, right. because I know the inclination for both of us is not to bother a celebrity. Right. Not, not to engage, because we have nothing to add to their lives. Right. But... As you mentioned, Will Ferrell has been a, 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 a listener of the show and a guest on the show going back over 25 years. Yeah, he's so, to, he used to come to nightclub things that we yeah, did. Yeah, he, he would come to our live appearances, <laughs> right. So, and God bless Will. We love Will. We'd do anything for Will. And he would do, you know, he's been he's come through for us on a number of occasions. So I feel like we kind of have a relationship with him. Right. So I feel like that's not too big an ask because yep. you guys know each other. And that's what I felt like. Okay. And then we were smack talking about soccer teams and then finally I said, look, do you mind if we take a picture? So he said, no, of course. So I put my phone up and there somebody texted me. And the text comes over the phone thing so I had to use my thumb to move the text and then it went out of camera mode. All right. So Understandable. Okay, so now there's a little pressure because you're already, now you're wasting his time. Right? <laughs> now, you know how you can use the volume up button to take the picture right so i hold the phone away from me so that we can both fit because his head is huge yeah and i try to push that button and i hot meat kettle by the way his (laughs) head is huge (laughs) right exactly come on now so i try to push the uh, volume up but i pushed at the same time the power button on the right (laughs) so it shut down the camera again (laughs) now all of a sudden there's a tremendous amount of stress and anguish that comes into this that really shouldn't Oh, yeah. Look, after two attempts right. with a big star, it's flop sweat time. Look, Bean and I literally boo people that don't, that don't have their phones ready, just mostly to be funny. But right. I, you, you realize, like, okay, this is ridiculous, and now I'm wasting his time and because I, I don't know how to work my phone, which I totally know how to work. <laughs> right. I've taken a picture. I've taken pictures with people a hundred times. Right. If it hadn't been Will Ferrell, you would have been able to take that picture on the first attempt. Probably, or I would have bailed. I just would have said, thanks a lot, I appreciate it, don't worry about it. Right. So then I finally took a picture, and it was, um, well, I mean, it was completely blurry. Yeah, it really is. I mean, I believed you when you said it was Will Ferrell. Oh, no, the one you saw wasn't the blurry one. Oh, really? That was the clear one. Oh, because that one, it was barely Will Ferrell. Right, exactly. (laughs) So, So I took the blurry one, and then the pressure added more like... I'm really sorry, but I know this was the third try, but that photo was blurry. Can we take another one? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. See, you got more balls than I do. See, I don't know if it's balls or stupidity. What's Will doing? What's he saying? He's being... Is he, he, is he looking at his watch? Nice. No, he couldn't be more nice. He's is like, he, oh, about there's somebody over there I need to go talk to. <laughs> no. You would... I mean, you think... You picture that that's what's going through their minds. Sure. But we'd talked for a little while, and he was being really cool, and he was being patient. It's not like he was saying anything that made mm. me feel all that pressure. 
But you do feel a tremendous amount of pressure to take that picture. Absolutely. And then you get the blurry one and you go, well, I do post blurry photos. That does make me laugh. But I'd like a real one. So I asked him again. <laughs> and then I took the one that I posted. And I just want to say to everybody that we've booed through the years. <laughs> sorry about that because there's a lot of pressure. And I didn't realize that until I crumbled in front of Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell spent 40% of his adult life waiting for you to take his photo. Right, and I apologize to Will as well. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. I don't know if you've seen this story, but woman flashes boob on Google Google Maps. Um, First of all, I didn't know people could upload stuff to Google Maps. I wanted to talk about this on the radio primarily because boobs, but secondly because (laughs) I want to hear from somebody who knows about this. Google Maps, I thought, and we've all seen the cars driving around with the little cameras on them, taking their their pictures and everything. I thought that's it. I thought they take all their own photos and all their own video, and they put it up. I had no idea that some of their content was user-generated. I've never seen that advertised. I've never seen that talked about. Until this story came out, I've never heard of any citizen not affiliated with Google, being able to contribute to the map. Now, they have said that they can't figure out who the woman is that flashed her boob, but the fact that she posted a video to Google Maps indicates that she may be a local guide. So I think Google Maps has given the okay to local, like, tourist guides to post pictures. What country is this in? This is in Taiwan. Taiwan, okay. So, in other words, maybe they go around in Taiwan and maybe other countries and they say, look, we don't know very much about this part of the world. You can help us right. fill in the gap so that people know what kind of attractions are here, for instance. You and can this tell was us, a great attraction. <laughs> fantastic. I'm booking my <laughs> flight right now. And I, I guess the point of this would be, hey, if you're a tour guide, you tell us where the castles are. Tell us where the waterfalls are. Those sorts of things so that we can make sure to include them, maybe? I mean, this... This area was very dull and boring in the Pingtung County of Taiwan. Um, there were mundane images of farmland and farming equipment. So it sort of stood out when there was a woman showing her breasts. Mm-hmm. And uh, got, a lot of fi- gate. got a lot of five-star reviews. A lot of five-star <laughs> reviews. I've never thought about going there, but now I want to. I would def- It definitely seems like a lively area, one guy quoted. This video, by the way, and I don't know, maybe maybe this is just me being a dumb Westerner, but I always assume that young women in countries like that are way more reserved. Like, in America, it doesn't take much to get a woman to lift her top. But for some reason, I feel like if you're in Japan, if you're in Korea, if you're in, in this case, Taiwan, I feel like they're a little bit more buttoned down, they're a little bit more private, you know what I mean? I mean, she, in her defense, she looks around. She's a saucy sure. minx in her defense. <laughs> what? I'm saying she looks around to make sure nobody else is there. Right. You can see her on the video. Then she waits for a second. She sort of flirts with the camera for a second. Mm-hmm. And then, she, you know, she pulls down her top and shows her boob. Oh, she's a goer. <laughs> yeah. She, she's a goer. I, I mean, I, look, I applaud what she's doing. I was just surprised by it. Now, Google Maps, terms of usage state that it doesn't permit pornographic, explicit, or sexually suggestive content. But it's such a big company that they sort of rely on people to complain first. Mm-hmm. So that they can then go check it out. And so it was up for a little while before somebody complained. And F you, person that complained, first of all. <laughs> then they went and checked it and took it down. And like they say, they're trying to track her down, but they have no idea who it is as of right now. Which I'm a little bit surprised about, as viral as this has gone, that just somebody doesn't know her. You know what I mean? Right. But, and then uh, she's obviously a goer. 
Right. All, all right. Let's talk to Kyle. If we can put Kyle on hold, he may have an answer to our question. One eight hundred five two zero one zero six seven. Neither of us were even aware that you could contribute to the Google Maps. We thought they were kind of in house. But Kyle, you've got some information on this. Thank you for listening. Thank you for calling. Yeah. No. No problem. I'm. I'm not like affiliated with Google whatsoever. But I. I've like when Sam's Club put out that they were going to close a bunch of stores or Toys R Us. You can go in and edit all of their stuff, kind of like a Wikipedia. Is that right? And and say, like, oh, this is closed. So I went in, I took the list of all the Toys R Us uh, locations and, and closed them all. And then okay. I kept getting emails, oh, your location has been updated, your location has been updated, your contribution. And how did you get you to You kind of get points, too. But how did you get to be one of the people who is able to edit Google Maps? I don't. I actually don't know. I didn't really sign up. I just went into Google Maps one day and noticed, huh. like, oh, I can edit this. I can I can change this. I can... Look, I don't think it's good that anyone can edit it, right? Because there's people like me out there. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know how many things I've changed on Wikipedia just as a joke. <laughs> and it's up for a Kevin, second or two. Kevin is the one that put ZZYX Road on the way to Vegas. It's possible. It's That's very, very. It's very possible. Now, Kyle, have you ever, once you realized you could do it, was there any thought in your mind of using your power for evil, either evil or comedy? Of course not. What? <laughs> He's not going to abuse That's a solid privilege. Yes. How about that? All right, Kyle, if I don't see you flashing your boobs, some, <laughs> seriously, somewhere in Harbor City, you're going to have let us all down. Good luck, Kyle. Thank you for calling. We appreciate it. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. God bless Bean. Um, you know, he's a great broadcaster and all, and he tries to help. He does his best. Wait, and when we're trying to explain something that might be difficult, maybe it's not even difficult. He tries to jump in and make it more clear with an example. And they're never good <laughs> because he's Mr. Bad Example. He's Mr. Bad Example. He really sucks. He's Mr. Bad Example. Such a schmuck. He's Mr. Bad Example. You'll see what we mean. He's Mr. Bad Example. His name is Bean. I'm going to say that that's not true. That's an unfair characterization. Is that and right? I, I stand by my examples until you can prove prove me wrong. All right. Uh, exhibit one. We always hear about how in uh, Britain and other countries around the world that aren't the United States, you can bet on so many more things than you can here. I'm like wondering. Prop bets? Yeah. I'm wondering oh. if there are any prop bets for the royal wedding, like, uh, you know, the flower girl falling down or whatever it is that comes up. I'm just wondering. <laughs> Do you think that'll be one? <laughs> that, That's a great I, example. If I, the flower, flower girl falling down. Well, I just, I was just thinking of things, on that. things that could happen at a wedding. Mm-hmm. Right. He's Mr. Bad Example. Look, look. Right, look. right. It's unlikely that the flower girl would fall right. down. Right. So, so that just means there's super long odds on it. But it could happen. Right, but you're standing by that as a good example? Maybe not that one. All right. Um, I don't even know what we were talking about, but Bean thought I was um, uh, blocking progress, that I was getting in the way of us getting wherever we needed to get. Boy, you're doing nothing but throwing up obstacles, man. I'm just, I swear to God. <laughs> with my attitude, there's no way this is going to happen? <laughs> yes. You're just you're getting out of your car, and you're and seriously, you're dragging boulders into the road ahead of you. All you have to do is drive in, dude. Just drive on in. It's a great, great example. example. <laughs> you know when you stop the car and you drag boulders in front of you? <laughs> Everyone's done that. Oh, He's Mr. Bad Example. I mean, come that's on. Never, that's never happened not one ever, time. Ever, ever. <laughs> not once. Oh. Remember when uh, Allie brought in uh, Yanni and Laurel? 
Yes. The piece of tape where you could hear one or the other or sure. both or whatever. Well, this was the day after, and she came in, and she changed her mind. And I clicked what? it, and I'm like, well, obviously you hear Yanny. What's wrong with you people? And then people were like, no, it's Laura. What is wrong with you? Those are very different sounds. Yes, they are. And then people started fighting, and I will tell you, I woke up this morning, and I heard something else. What? Oh, no. Yes, I was I was Team Yanny, 100%. Woke up this morning, clicked on it, and I'm like, oh, now it's Laurel. Whoa. What's happening? What that's, is that's happening? Like, that's like, here's another great analogy, Kevin. Right. That's like you're fighting for the South, and one morning you just wake up and switch uniforms, and now you're fighting for the North. Right? Like, exactly it. The Civil War. That's like, a good yes. call. <laughs> He's Mr. Bad Example. I mean, do you- she woke up and heard something else. I don't even think that needs further explanation. You know what I mean? Like, it's not that that it was a bad example only. It's that we didn't even need an example. Yes, it wasn't an unclear concept right. to begin with. Okay. I think I knew with that one before it even came out of my mouth that I was sunk, though. It, sound, it sounded like even I was aware that that was, uh, that was a treacherous path to go down. We were talking about high school pranks. Most of them are straight-up vandalism. And I got no time for that. That just does nothing but create problems and cost, you know, taxpayers money. And that's not even funny. Vandalism is not even funny. Okay, then I'm not going to tell three of my stories. In other words, in other words, three. Here's what here's what I'm going to say. If you if you slather, um, you know, uh, KY jelly on all the doorknobs in a school, funny. If you put glue in the locks and then they all have to be replaced. Not funny. Oh, you I see, see. You see the difference? Why's it got to be KY? It's KY, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm because just it's what you have on hand. He's <laughs> Mr. Bad Example. Should I have chosen something else? Yes. Because what would, what would who been, has KY on them? Well, what would have been the appropriate thing to make a, a doorknob slick? What should I have said? Any Anything else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Not a good example. Okay. No. Fair enough. And I'm going to let this next one run because I feel like we handled it in the moment. Better than we probably could now. Okay. And this is my favorite. You were talking, it doesn't have to be smack, but it's best if it was, to somebody, and you didn't realize that you were talking to that celebrity. And by the way, it could just be you found out after a disagreeable encounter sure. that the person you were talking to was a celebrity. Like, it might have changed things if you'd have known going into, you know, uh, fighting somebody at a supermarket to get the last banana. <laughs> <Good example. laughs> Real good example. Great example. Oh, real good. I paused it. In my mind, I thought I would end up in a file if I don't come up with something. Don't you ever pause. And what I came up with was was racing for that last banana because you know how often you go to the supermarket and there's just one banana left. Just that one banana because people leave that one banana all the time. Because we live in Moscow in the 40s. And then you lock eyes with guys across the store and you go, it's on. And you just start running. Bring out your shit. I don't know why that was my example. That's your but anyway, he's Mr. Bad Example. I mean, come on. I didn't want to end up in this file, you guys. I mean, for God's <laughs> sakes, it's like you're fighting over the lone banana. Why Moscow? Why 40s Moscow? <laughs> What's happening Because there are food shortages. That's why. <laughs> no, so you're explaining why there would only be one. <laughs> right. <laughs> you do good work. He's Mr. Bad Example. His name is Bean. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael D. Catherwood. Yeah! Yeah. Come on! All right! Come on with the come on! Yeah! He's great! (laughs) <laughs> Mike, we're so glad to see you, and I, and I know that this is a uh, an annual tradition going back many, many years on the Kevin Bean Show. As we approach summer, we do the psycho body where we try to, you know, people start to go, oh, my God, I'm going to have to take my shirt off in a week. And people want to get in better shape, better health. They commit to being outside more and looking better. Yes. So we're going we're gonna to do that. But I have to ask you, yes. because you and Dr. Drew are so far in on this Swole Patrol lately, this new podcast that you guys are doing. Love it. I, I feel like you guys are working out like 21 hours a day now. Like, is there is there such thing as too buff, too healthy? Yeah, there definitely is. For two, well, okay. There's there's the point of buff where it, inter, it interrupts hap, like having a happy life. Right. Where know, you just get so buff, you go upstairs and you can't breathe. Right. And, uh, and your joints hurt. Because the body's not supposed to be giant and buff. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. And then there's buff where, like, where I think Drew's getting, where you're on TV for a living. Right. And then when he puts a suit on, he just looks like linebacker Drew. It's like Drew it's turns into Brian Erlacher. And uh, so I definitely think that there may be a problem with both Drew and I. He's upped his game tremendously. Well, I feel like you two are competing with each other. And if he starts to look more buff, I feel like there's something about you that you have to win. And now you have to look more buff. No, I'm pretty cool about uh, competition with Drew because much like he'll always be smarter than me, I'll always be able to kick his ass. <laughs> <laughs> like, e- like easily. Easily, I could whoop his ass. So I feel com- comfortable. Even smaller, like, yeah, just nice and comfortable in my own skin when I'm around you. <laughs> All right, now how? What gives you the uh, the authority to give people advice? I was a personal trainer okay. for a while. Uh, right when I started here, my my time on Kevin and Bean many moons ago. Uh, I am obsessive about health and nutrition, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, that's and what's about real it. and and what's fake and yeah, what's I mean, trendy and all that. Especially nowadays, in the last decade or so, um, the internet has created this amazing wealth of information for people. Unfortunately. It's very hard to to decide and decipher which is g- good information and which is bad information. People get um, kind of this overload of stuff coming down at them. And, and, and it's very difficult oftentimes to stay in shape, but it's very simple. It's not complicated. It just it's difficult okay. to apply because it takes effort. That I have a, uh, a question for you. It's a general question because mm-hmm. of all this available information on the Internet. There must be 20 different kinds of diets that people recommend you should only eat these foods. You should right. eat these foods. You should eat this time. Um, is it possible that many of them are correct, but not for every body type? Is that's, it possible that's, that that's what's going on? Absolutely true. Is that hmm. there is a there is a perfect diet for you listening right now. Uh, which one that is is impossible to tell. It and might not be what your friend says is the perfect right. diet. And what works for someone who, by the way, what works for someone who's thirty and uh, a marathon runner is definitely not good for someone who's twenty-two and a powerlifter, and someone who's just a weekend warrior and wants to look good for the beach in August. Uh, and you're a forty-five-year-old female. It, it's so that that's the aspect of it where it gets complex, but don't overcomplicate it. You really do just have to break it down to trying stuff out, 
seeing what works for you, mm-hmm. or spending $45,000 on genetic testing. <laughs> and get, You know what I'm saying? Like that, yeah, it's very easy to fine-tune it if you're willing to do that. Okay, how long should you try a diet and or exercise program before you abandon it and move on to something else? People say 60 days is any, for anything to really be able to, to tell if it's a positive habit or not. I, I think more along the lines of six weeks. Any of these newfangled diets, any of the things that are popular, they're going to be beneficial right there's very few like diets that are promoted often that are that are bad for your health so if you want to do a ketogenic diet give that a shot i say six weeks give it a sh- see how it feels see how it makes you feel see if it has any uh, different benefit as opposed to just eating a balanced diet of of uh of monitoring your calories if you want to go vegan give it a shot any people oftentimes they get frustrated because it is a radical change and about two weeks in they're like yeah it didn't work out for me Right, but the human body's not like that. I mean, the human right. body is built around billions of years of evolution, and that it takes adaptation. You know, it takes its time. It's interesting to hear you mention vegan because the thing that you and Drew are always talking about is like eating a whole cow a day, right? Like you couldn't be eating more beef right now. Yeah, and I and I only say that because uh, I, I'm a big proponent of the vegan diet if you're doing it for moral reasons. If if you just you can't stand the idea of animals dying for your food. I get that, and I, I think that's beautiful. Right. Um, for me, nutritionally, I'm I'm a meat guy. I, I've got. You've I've, always loved meat. I do. I love <laughs> mostly tube steak. <laughs> it's my favorite cut. It's my favorite cut. I don't know if you're familiar. Um, <laughs> uh, but but you know I, that's a, that it boils down to years of trying stuff out. I I went vegan. I gave it a shot, and uh, it's you know I, I felt low energy. I definitely lost muscle mass. I, I started to get a little bit chubby around the waist. But that you know I have friends. MMA fighters that are strict, strict vegans, and they're shredded, ripped to the bone. You know, you got to give it a shot. All right, we're going to take your calls. Uh, what are the parameters here, Mike? What kinds of things are you looking for at one eight hundred five two zero one zero six seven for the Psycho Body uh, E Team? Exercise, nutrition, and fitness questions that are just burning up your brain. I'm here to help. I'll do my okay. best. Mike is here. One eight hundred five two zero one zero six seven. Your calls next on K Rock. Kevin and Bean on K Rock. K R O Q. Psycho Mike is here. I am. And it's time for the Psycho Body. Don't just get fit. Get psycho. Don't just get strong. Get psycho. Don't just get big. Get psycho. It's the Psycho Body with your host, Psycho Mike. Are you with me? He's uh, he's not a doctor, nor does he pretend to be one. But and no. we would suggest that you get a second source on anything he says. <laughs> yeah. Mike uh, does know a lot about diet and exercise, and we're taking your calls as we do about this time every year on the Kevin and Bean Show at 1-800-520-1067. Why don't we start with uh, Henry Line 5, please? Henry joins us from Sherman Oaks. We'll get to as many calls as we can here. You're on with Psycho Mike. Go ahead. Hey, guys. Hi. Uh, quick question. So here's the thing. I'm, I'm very active uh, at work. I'm a building engineer, so I'm always working. thing is that I've gotten into a routine where I've been skipping my lunch and sometimes dinner. But I maintain myself very hydrated. I've noticed I've lost about 10 pounds. Is this healthy? Sure. I mean, unless you're really skinny. No, I mean, I was about 20 pounds overweight like about three weeks ago. So losing 10 pounds has been a big thing for me. But it it happened within like a week and a half. There's nothing wrong with eating once a day, twice a day. There's been this misconception, the idea that you have to constantly feed yourself. Yeah, I thought it was like I thought it was like five times two hours apart or whatever that nonsense. That again, let's get back to if that works for you. I know guys who eat eight times a day. You know, fitness models they're shredded, but there's there's no absolutely zero scientific proof that it's any better to eat you know the same the same macronutrient breakdown or caloric breakdown 
with once a day. If that works for you and, and you're feeling good, go for it. Don't worry about it. Anything okay. goes. All right, thank you for the call. My, Appreciate it. Sorry. Okay. I just want to move on to some other calls. Mike, you're a, you're a guy who only eats like in a six-hour window all day or something, yeah, right? Yeah, six or eight-hour window usually. I just compress it. And, and again, that, that's something that I found that works for me. I'm not a big guy that – I don't like breakfast. I, I'm not hungry in the morning. Um, I get hungry later in the day, and it, you know, it works out for me. Let's go to Line 8, Long Beach. This is going to be Herman up next on the Psycho Body. Herman, thank you for calling. Hey, what's going on, man? Hey, dude. Psycho um, Body, what do you got? I'm calling because I wanted to know the effects of apple cider vinegar. Would it help you um, lose drastic weight loss? But no. it tastes nasty. So. No, it won't. No? It won't help you lose weight at all in, in and of itself. Apple cider vinegar has been proven conclusive and ample scientific proof shows that it can help with your insulin sensitivity and your blood glu- glucose regulation. But if you still eat pizza all the time, it's not going to help you lose weight. Well, Thank wait, you for the call, Herman. Uh, we appreciate it. Mike, the uh, 562 weighs in. Can you ask Mike about the 100 push-up challenge or if just using your body weight for resistance training is good enough? Randy. Yeah. I mean, especially if your goals are just to have a healthy body and, and maybe look better at the beach this summer, it, body weight exercises are perfectly sufficient. You know, when you start getting into the, the extreme fringes of things, you're going to have to start adding more resistance. All right. right. Let's go to uh, Lake Forest and Art. Hi, Art. Hey, Mike, I wanted to ask you a question about prebiotics and probiotics. What is your opinion on them? Both, I think, very good. I, I don't, if you don't have the money, I don't think it's net, like absolutely crucial, but they're one of the few like nutritional supplements that I do think have a lot of value. Gut health is important. Thanks for the call, Art. We appreciate it. Dr. Drew says that uh, vitamins are a big waste of time, Mike. Yeah, for the most part. I mean, especially if you eat a healthy diet. That hurts me. A lot. Well, there's, there's just not a lot of scientific evidence that shows. Being that still any... taking one Flintstone a day, <laughs> <laughs> isolating these vitamins and minerals away from the foods that they come from, that does something uh, to inhibit them from being beneficial to the human body. You know, the be- the best study they ever showed was that beta carotene became almost almost useless to the human body. Yet when you ate it with a carrot, it became this overly beneficial thing huh. to eyesight and uh, heart health and stuff. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. <laughs> Let's go to Fullerton uh, line three, please. This is going to be JT. Mike Catherwood is here. We're doing the psycho body here on the Kevin Bean show. If you've got any diet, health or fitness questions, JT, you're on the air. Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning. Hey, so my question is I'm overweight and I've been, Instead of breakfast, I've been having either a fruit or vegetable smoothie in the morning. I'm pre-diabetic as well. Yeah. Is that healthy for me? A smoothie? Yes. I, I believe, it, you know, if you're going to blend up stuff, because then the fruits and the vegetables stay intact. Okay. Um, you're, if you're really overweight, you're going to want to lean more towards vegetables than fruits. Um, but th- when people start juicing these cold-pressed juices, which is fi- maybe f- they're fine for your health. I'm not a big believer in liquid calories because they're incredibly – they're not satiating in any way. And and they remove a lot of the enzymes and the beneficial fiber that comes from these fruits and vegetables that you're wanting to get anyway. Uh, but if you're about to blend it up in a smoothie, then, yeah, it could be healthy. There you go. Thank you, JT. Good luck to you. Hey, Mike, um, what are your thoughts? I know you don't drink them, but what are your thoughts on diet soda? I see so much conflicting information on the Internet about yeah. how much damage that actually does to you. That The science on artificial sweeteners is incredibly vague and confusing. There's so yeah. much out there in both directions. My take on it is it's like uh, banging hookers. If you do it every once in a while, it's really not that big a deal. <laughs> 
Okay. <laughs> All right, great. I, just, I look at it and go, hey, no calories, and right. it tastes great. You know what I mean? But I understand that it may contribute to other health problems there's, down there. There's down some the science showing uh, it really can hurt your gut. It can, uh, it can actually trick your body into wanting more sweets, and there's insulin problems, blah, blah, blah. Like I said, if you're having two Diet Cokes a week... No, no, no problem. Deal. If you're okay. the president, I, I would start looking into it. You know? <laughs> All right, let's go to Keisha in Harbor City. Right Hi. now, I'm on right now. Yeah, you're on right now. Hello? Keisha? Hi. Keisha? <laughs> it's me. <laughs> what do you got for us? Um, okay, so my question is, I'm trying to drop some weight, and I am heavy chested. Nice. I've got big boobs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cardio and running is not my friend. It hurts sure. literally. So sure. I just want to know what is something good cardio that i can do if you have access to a rowing machine that's excellent 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 uh, excellent training and it's uh, zero <laughs> impact on uh, them bosoms <laughs> okay so rowing um that's gonna help with dropping in the in the belly absolutely it's, it's incredibly metabolically demanding and if you get good at it it's just a great overall workout and like i said keeping your body on that same uh, horizontal plane you won't be getting into any trouble with them bouncing up and down how about riding a bike for calories mike does that work for a large breasted woman what yeah i mean uh, have you had any trouble riding bikes i uh, no, no um my back is fine as far as that goes but yeah. no it's just it's, uh, <laughs> it's just the up and down part yeah sure so i mean yeah bikes are a good, good thing to use it the problem with a bike is that it isolates only one part of your body i mean your right. your, your upper body can be Keisha, please call us every single day and let us know how you're doing. Yeah, Keisha. <laughs> Thank you for the call. Great American. Let's say hi to Donna. She's on line two. She's up next to the Kevin Beach. I don't know if this is uh, in your purview or not, but let's see what Donna's got. Hey, Donna. Hi, guys. Hi there. Yeah, um, just a quick question. I lost 60 pounds within the last year, and now I have loose skin I'm dealing with. Um, I work out, and I eat right most of the time, but... I want to get rid of this loose skin without surgery. Any yeah. recommendations? First well, of all, congratulations yeah, on losing 60 pounds. That's big time. Thank you. That's yeah. big time. Um, unfortunately, no. There's not a lot of proven uh, you know, exercises or any type of protocol. To what about it. DIY surgery? Yeah. I mean, if you can just go home, <laughs> maybe just inject like some, some chemicals inside your skin. Careful, Mike. Right. Yeah. Careful, Mike. No, I'm, I'm obviously kidding. I, I, unfortunately, Where do you get that stuff? Unfortunately, no. There nope. isn't really a lot of, uh, a lot of protocols. That's that a shame because that. Yeah. that could be super expensive. That's yeah. a shame. No, it can be super expensive, but, you know, it's something you want to look into. I would say like if – if you've gone through all the hard effort of losing that weight, why not reward yourself? And I understand that it may not be something that's in your budget right now, but somewhere down the line, why not reward yourself with that surgery? Because why have to live with something that's a burden when you've already put in all that work? To yeah, you put it, it behind right. you, but it's yeah. still with you. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck to you. We appreciate it. All right. Let's do one more. Let's make it to Sherry. She's on line one. She's in L.A. I think we're going to yell at her, but I'm not sure. Hey, Sherry. Okay. Hi. So I am thin and I want to exercise and, you know, lose kind of the middle, flatten the middle. But I I want to know how to put on weight. Yeah. Boo. <laughs> Boo. You don't even know what she looks like, Bean. You want to know how to. Exactly. Isn't it super easy to put on weight, though? Yes, not but not for some hel- people. Not in a healthy way. Yeah, not for some not people. Not for some people. No, All right, what, it's not. What, what's your answer, Mike? Um, when I was getting back to you, I don't, I'm not a big fan of liquid calories when people are trying to keep the weight off. Right. I'm a big fan when you're trying to put the weight on because it's not very satiating and you can just add it on top of whatever you're eating. So if you have no problem with uh, dairy, whole milk, 
all the time. Every every time okay. you sit down to eat a meal, in between meals, you're just constantly chugging whole milk. Um, that has been proven for years and years and years of bodybuilders and high school wrestlers and football players to just constantly. And it's not going to add to the middle because I, I, well, I need that to be flat. No, I mean, years, listen. I'm having gain... my 50th birthday and right. I want to be on a beach in Los Cabos. Well, <laughs> listen, then don't gain weight because honestly, that the human, <laughs> oh, the human body advice. The human body doesn't work that way. You can't just say, I want to gain weight here and not here. You're gaining weight. <laughs> your body is a comprehensive unit. And that's so, how it goes. So if she gains weight, it's going to go where she doesn't want it as well. It's Yeah. I mean, you, you're going right? to lift weights. You're going to do your thing. You're going to want to do your hip yeah. thrusts and your squats to get that booty in check. I get that. But to, yeah. you're not you're not a superhero. You're going to add weight around your waist. You're going to add weight around your okay. lower chest and your lower back. That That's part of the deal. You're only human. Okay. It sounds like. All right. Uh, early you. happy Thank birthday you, to you. We appreciate your call, Sherry. Thank you very much. All right, Mike. Um... Great sesh, dude. Thank, everything I said, uh, I have zero credentials. Just want to remind people. <laughs> <laughs> Just do a little backup. Uh, do some research on your The Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. 5G is going to kill a billion people in the next 20 years from cancer. Tell me how the goddamn racism is important. That's a great question, Alex. What? Thank you for that. <laughs> Watched me a little Alex Jones uh, yesterday. If he weren't so dangerous, he would be hilarious. He really, do you spend much time with him? Do you watch him at all? No, but I love every second that I'm, that I'm exposed to him. So as a man, you need to gut up and learn what that is and take the threat that's there and stop thinking by protecting yourself in a bubble and being real slow about everything. You're going to do anything. You're not. You're dying. You're dying. You're dying. I mean, it wasn't good news yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Allie is out sick today. We hope she'll be back tomorrow. Not that she'll ever hear this, but feel better, Allie. We miss you. In the meantime, time for what's happening. Um, Twitter is a thing that what? most yes, oh. most Americans don't use. Right. But it has become an essential part of the national dialogue, in part because of our, our tweeter-in-chief, Donald J. Trump, right? Right. Did you ever think I would come to you, Kevin, and say that Twitter stock is at an all-time high since it went, since it went uh, public five years ago? Uh, no. No, I assume that it would keep going lower. Bean bought stock yeah, in I Twitter. Did. And he bought it. You bought high and sold low. I think well, that's I how you're supposed yet. to do it. Oh, I, do okay. still, I do still have it. Right. I did buy it the day that uh, the day that it went public, which was almost five years ago. And I paid. What were we thinking, Dave? Around forty four is what. Yeah, I paid, about right? forty four bucks per share. And what is it now? Well, the last time we looked at it, it was in the twenties. It had gotten down, I think, to like twelve or thirteen at, at some point, which right. means that I'd lost you know three quarters of my money. Sure. It closed yesterday, Kevin, at thirty seven eighty eight. Sell, 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 I'm still, sell, sell, I'm still eight sell. bucks down. I'm, right, still, but, I'm still losing $8 a share. Right, but is it going to go back and keep going up? It's going up because it's going to keep going up. It has had two profitable quarters in a row. Somebody please tell me how. I still don't know how they're making money. And, and here's the big news. Yesterday, it was announced that Twitter is being added to the S&P 500 index, which is kind of like being, it's kind of like making good? it. It's super good because there are lots of companies that, you know, there are lots of people who have money that invest in the S&P 500. It kind of makes it a safe stock. Buy, 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 (laughs) buy. I am just amazed that it is at almost $38 a share. It's hilarious that I'm so excited about only losing eight bucks a share. Right. But we never thought we'd see this. You're an investor, man. Well, I don't know. I mean, I was lucky that I was You roll with the markets. (laughs) I was lucky that I was able to just hang on to it, I guess. But you're going to get rid of it once it vests, right? Um, 
I don't know. I honestly, I don't know anything about stocks. I don't know how. I don't know what, how you're supposed to play it. Neither do I. I, I heard that word. He once, doesn't so. know the word. Yeah. Neither <laughs> neither. Dave, I'm glad you're in here. I want to What's talk up? about. I want to talk about uh, Kanye West. Right. I was wondering because Kanye has been so controversial lately, and maybe it's just on purpose because he's a brilliant marketer. But he, you know, did a bunch of crazy stuff. People thought it was crazy anyway. Like. Uh, I don't know, the the Make America Great hat, which people was thought was a little off-brand for Kanye. Oh, is he just doing it so people will pay attention to him? Um, slavery is a choice. A lot of people thought, well, that's, that doesn't sound right. What's he doing? Ugh. And there were a lot of people who said, I'm I'm out on Kanye. I, it's not funny anymore. I'm what not about, support, but wait, what, what about whoopity-scoop? What about that? Scoop-dee-dee-whoop. That I'm done with. There was poopity scoop. So I was curious to see what the reception was going to be, particularly since so many people saying they were done with Kanye when the new album came out. It's only been available for a few days. It came out on Friday. Seven songs. The album is called Yay. They, he has the top seven song spots on both Spotify and Apple Music. Mm-hmm. The album has already accumulated over 100 million streams total. Okay, really? it came out Friday. It's Tuesday now. Number one uh, purchase iTunes album in 63 countries. Number one Spotify global peak position right now. Number one Apple Music album in 83 countries. So I guess what I'm saying is people still want to hear what Kanye has to say. And now that we've all had a few days to live with the yay, I want to know, what do you guys think of the album? And where do you rank it compared to previous Kanye West projects? Oh, man. Well, I think the album is okay. It's not his greatest, but I also think it's a mashup of all his previous albums. And the way that I've been following along, it sounds like he changed his album right after his TMZ appearance because that's what he said. Yeah, it sounds like he scrapped an album that he had been working on for some point of time and just kind of made an all-new record in... Th- three weeks. Yeah, and and these tracks, these, out of these seven tracks, I think there are two that are like, wow, these are awesome. But uh, overall, as an album, it's the the beats, the production's really great because that's production's amazing. Yeah, that's what he's good at. But then like together as a song, eh, I give it a, like a B. You know, hmm. is it his I- worst album, Dave? Can I vote? Because I have an answer. Hey, I want to hear from you in a second. You know, what? it's not my favorite album. You know, I, I would have to listen through all the albums, but yeah, maybe. Maybe, okay. but I still dig it. Carex Kevin. It's his worst. And mm-hmm. I listened to it once, and that's enough. I'll never go back. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Suck. I, I think I've listened wow. to it four times all the way you through. Like and it? I've found and I have found something to in, something to enjoy. Look, he's yeah. a very clever wordsmith. But you can tell he's you can sort of tell he did it in three weeks, can't you? Doesn't it yes. feel that way? Well, only yes. because you know about it. If, if no, you, no, it, it no. sounded that no, way. No, if you didn't know about it, you would be like, okay, I get it. I didn't know about it. All right. It sounded to me like he was just riffing. Almost like he was yeah. just freestyling. Yes. Yeah, I don't think and and also even if you didn't love like Yeezus, there were three or four songs that were good enough to put on a Kanye playlist. I don't know if I were making a Kanye playlist that any of these songs would make it. Poopy de scoop. Except for that one. Right. Except for Poopy And that's not even on the album. Right? <laughs> yeah, right. We left that one off. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. anyway, I thought it was uh I thought it was amazing to see how popular it has been, but who knows if it's just gonna drop right off. There could be a lot of people like Kevin who are super excited to hear it because they're Kanye fans, but then once they do, they're done with it and that, now the stream stop. So well, interesting stuff. Birthdays today, a lot of them. Marky Mark, you guys. Mark Wahlberg has a birthday today. Do we have a little good vibrations? Vibrations, good like fun, kiss. Maybe wanna know who done this. Mark Mark, and I'm here to move you. Rhymes and prove you, and I'm here to prove to you that we can party on the part of the side of both positive 
There are people who are listening right now. How long is this like, <laughs> Yeah, right. Who are like, wait, actor Mark Wahlberg used to rap? The guy from Wahlburgers? Ron Livingston from <laughs> Office Space celebrating a birthday birthday today. Our good friend Jeff Garland from the Goldbergs. Uh, Kevin, your best friend Kenny G. Pete Wentz from uh, <laughs> Fallout Boy. Richard Butler from the Psychedelic Furs. And Peanut from 311. It's Kevin and Pete. Rock. Hey, it's election day in the state of California, you guys. Did you realize, this is fascinating to me, because if you watch TV, you see candidates putting up their commercials. And I think I've probably seen, I don't know, five or six different candidates running for governor, for instance. Right. And this is the this is the primary today, of course, so we're going to narrow it down to the two candidates that we'll be voting on in November to be the next governor of the state of California. There are 27 people running for governorship. Yeah. Did you have any idea it was that many? Not until I started doing the ads for this election, no. I was so surprised yeah. by this. And, of course, you know, John Cox, that, business, that Republican businessman, he's one of the most high-profile. High Lieutenant Governor Gavin Newsom, obviously, a big green, uh, name recognition. My man, and I don't know anything about him except his occupation. I got to go Green Party. I got to vote for Chris Carlson. He's a puppeteer. That's what he does for a living. <laughs> I want the puppeteer as the next governor. But... Uh, a lot of competition, and as you can imagine, it is a frenzy here on the final day on Election Day. And our former mayor of the great city of Los Angeles, Antonio Villaraigosa, is all over the place. He went to the Abbey last night in West Hollywood to try to drum up some votes. He went by Cantor's. He's, uh, in 24 hours, he's going all over the city trying to make sure he gets his people out to the polls. And believe it or not, as busy as he is, the former mayor joins us on the Kevin Bean Show right now. Mr. Villaraigosa, welcome back. It's been a while, sir. Yeah! Good morning. Okay. <laughs> what? What's happening? Okay. okay. I saw that's, a pigeon. That sounds like a lot of celebrating when the votes have not even been cast yet, much less counted. Uh, the, the people of Southern California who really love me, mm-hmm. they vote last second, and they vote hard. I see. They vote hard, put the chance. You're going to vote hard. Okay. So... So that's what you're counting on. You're, you're counting on your people, especially the Latino vote, showing up today and casting their ballot for you so that you have a shot at the governorship. When was the last time Latinos showed up early? Never! <laughs> <laughs> so not second. They're going to come in one car. They're going to come in one car. <laughs> Every Mexican in Southern California, one Buick station wagon. Agents, <laughs> yes! So, and they, up, they want to get out. There's a million Dodger hats and Dodger blankets. Hey! That's not a stereotype at all. So what is it, what would you say the primary thing is that you are promising to do for folks if you are in fact elected? Take the power back. Mm-hmm. Okay? For too long, this state has got a soft. We allow the other 49 states to push us around. Mm-hmm. We earn all that money. And yet, we give it out all the time. We're going to suck up all the money out of the other states like we suck up the water. (laughs) Why do you sound so cartoonish? What? What is cartoon? I know a guy named Cartoon. I don't sound like him at all. That's not what I was asking. (laughs) Cartoon says, hey, I'm Mr. Cartoon. I'm Mr. Cartoon. I want to do a tattoo. I don't sound like him at all. Get up, bitchy. You uh, you have said, by the way, that to Gavin Newsom, your primary competition, the lieutenant puto, governor. Puto he, ass bitch. Oh, is he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you I said look at your... him in the eye. I see him sometimes. We do the debate. I see him, I see him at the state capitol. I walk uh-huh. up and say, what's up? Huh? 
Joanna Bezos may look at me in the eye. He's like, I can't look at you in the eye. I said, I know you can because you're a bitch. You're a little bitch, chico. You can't have a little piece of this because I'm a real man. And then I open up my shirt and I show him as the shield of my chest because I'm a real man. I'm sorry, I missed that debate. It sounds like it was kind of fun. That's because it goes on behind the scenes. I that see. That kind of stuff is the real stuff that the people need to see, but the public never get a chance to see the real man, Antonio Villarocosa. I see. So it's going to be a very different and much better state once you're running things, it sounds like, Mayor. And the other guy, the the, the, the other guy I run against? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, John Cox? <clears throat> Gavin Newsom? What's his last name? John, John, the businessman, John Cox? <laughs> All right. Need I say more? <laughs> no. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I saw this next story on the news over the weekend, and I am still not sure I believe it, Kevin. This guy that ate, uh, that won the uh, 2018 New Orleans Oyster Festival? Yeah, I saw it. I saw it right after it happened. I saw it on my local news. And when they said some of the things they said about this competitor, I thought none of this makes sense. This dude is a ringer. That He paid somebody off. But then I thought, well, he did it in front of all these spectators. So it had to at least look legitimate. Let's, let's hear the story and figure it out. At Oyster Fest, most folks can only eat about one dozen oysters all by themselves. But there are the brave few who are about to chow down on dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of oysters, all for Acme's Oyster Eating World Championship. Props on the rock music underneath, huh? Is that terrible? Does this guy have a a speech impediment or something? What's happening? I'm not positive. This guy's on TV? Yeah. Getting all the shells off that might have fallen on during transportation. Make sure they don't choke on anything. No choking here. It's all about the slurping. Uh, is that a sentence we need <laughs> ever? <laughs> Please tell me we're still talking about oysters. <laughs> yes, we are. And in this oyster slurping competition, these fierce competitors have the need for speed. Three, two, one, stop eating! And this year's champion is Darren Breeden, a rookie from Virginia. There you go. In all of its unadulterated glory. How many oysters are in there? Forty dozen. You were fast. You were just chowing down. What was your technique? Slurping down. That's all. There really is no technique. Just scoops, scoops, rinse and repeat. <laughs> Darren beat third place winner. How long uh, should we keep this going? Because I'm, I'm enjoying it. Four hundred and eighty oysters, you guys. I mean, sure. I know they're I know they're little, but and I, in eight and I know they're bite size. Yeah, in eight minutes. But how many could you eat before you literally got sick? I don't know. I've never. Dave, how about you? Try. Oh man, maybe like twelve. I mean, seriously, forty dozen. Forty dozen. How hard was he though? Louisiana's own Adrian the Rabbit Morgan, who was the 2016 champ. Second place was last year's champion Michelle Lesko from Arizona. Hey, twenty-seven dozen. I'm a little bummed out. I know it's not as fast as I could have gone. 27 was second place. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. Right? 
Don't they say elsewhere in the story that the winner of the New Orleans Oyster Festival had never competed in an eating competition before? Correct. And had never had oysters before? Correct. They said Don't both of those things. Don't believe it. Really? Don't Why? Because who decides the first time they ever eat an oyster is going to be in front of a huge crowd? You don't even know if you like oysters in front of a huge crowd in an eating competition. Have you so- ever been to New Orleans? <laughs> in New Orleans right now. <laughs> because? <laughs> Why do you ask? Because there's a lot of alcohol in New Orleans. Well, okay. And that might change minds a bit. You know what? I had never shaved my head before, but right. you and I were on Bourbon Street, <laughs> right? and somehow it seemed like a good idea uh, at the time. That's what happens. Well, the topic on the table here on the Kevin Bead Show is what kind of record have you held? It doesn't have to be an official Guinness Book of World Records, but you were the best at something. You held a record at your school or at your work or in your city or in your state, whatever it was. We're going to take your calls at 1-800-520-1067. I'm like, this guy is the New Orleans Oyster Festival champion. Right. <laughs> and it doesn't have to be current either. You held a record yeah, for whatever Yeah, at one time, time you held a record and it doesn't have to be food either. For instance, Dave the King of Mexico, I can't get over how many times you've been in the Guinness Book of World Records for breaking the TV watching record. Well, that that's zero, but in my mind and my heart, I have two records. Here's what happened. Uh, we, <laughs> we wanted to challenge the Guinness Book of World Records for watching television continuously. So, Dave, we set him up in a perfect place. I think it was down at Staples Center the first time. The first time was at Staples Center. Yeah. And with a big TV, and then he ended up winning the TV at the end of it. And, oh, and yeah. for some reason... Our accounting wasn't up to snuff for the Guinness Book of World Records. So although Dave broke the record, he didn't actually become the record holder. I and watched it was like a hundred hours, right? Yes, a hundred hours of TV. And the non-stop. record was at the time the we thought the record was ninety-five. But wasn't it like seventy-nine or something? <laughs> It doesn't matter. It anyway, doesn't matter. So then we went back at it again and took another shot at it. Yes. And we said, Dave, this time though. We're going to keep track, and we're going to make sure that you get credit for it. And then the exact same thing happened, and you got no credit. Not just the exact same thing, but seven hours into the attempt. We blew it seven we hours in? We blew it seven hours in. Not mm. even one day, and we mm. just said, let's just keep going. Look, that's what happens. Listen, we got it. I'm going to do it anyway. All right, so you you unofficially set that record. Yes. Okay. Mugs? I was my uh, sixth grade spelling bee champion, baby. That's impressive. Yeah. <laughs> Is it? I- Yes. I beat the smartest girl in my class, you guys. You remember the word? Silhouette. Ooh, Can you know how to spell it, Kevin? That's a word to spell. S-I-L-L-O-E-T-T-E-E-H. Dave? Silhouette. S-I-L-L-O-U-H-U-T-E. Bean? Bean? I don't even think I can spell silhouette anymore. I should know it. Sixth grade mugs did it. S-I-L... H, O, E T T E. You missed one letter, Bean. <laughs> See, wow. What is it, Mugs? S I L H O U E T T E. There you go. Hey, I was there actually close. Go. Silhouette. Uh. <laughs> Look at you saying the word again. <laughs> so so sixth you were... grade spelling champion. <laughs> yep. And then you guys remember uh, a, a long time ago, my my start on the Kevin and Bean show. All my attempts at these food eating world records, mm-hmm. all failed miserably, but I want to let you guys know that I did put up a valiant attempt 
with uh, Easter peeps. I ate 55 Easter peeps and proceeded to pass out on the studio floor from a sugar coma. Right, yeah. but wasn't the record like a thousand? I mean, you were never close. No. Uh, you know, but he was close on the Tabasco. Yeah, the Tabasco, there was a little technicality that uh, that we uh, oversaw, and that was to take the little uh, drip uh, dispenser. You have to leave the little drip dispenser on it. like It's like a drip regulator. Right. Well, I took it off, and I chugged the entire bottle in like three seconds. Right. Still Pro- didn't beat it. Proceeded to reverse <laughs> no, in the bathroom. No reversals. Yeah, no, no reversals. Proceeded to reverse in the bathroom. Not a person. And then uh, my chicken nugget challenge, I think it was like 100 and, I don't know, like five minutes. Um, I ate 10. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> All right. So let's take one phone call. Um, okay. And we got to do, uh, you want to do, okay, that's fine. Yeah. yeah. Let's do, let's do that one. Hi, what's your name? Hello. Hi, Rock. Hi, Rocky. Rocky, hi. Uh, hi there. What record did you have? Um, I graduated with the most attention hours. The most attention hours? Come <laughs> on. Do you remember <laughs> how many that was? A true hero. Um, so when I graduated, I still had 56 hours that were un- <laughs> unserved. <laughs> uh, unserved, yeah. And they just wanted you to get the hell out of their school. They did. And what, so what did you do? What did you get most of detention for? Talking too much? Being late? What was it? Being late. Being I was late. just late to homerooms pretty much every day. And then you get an hour. And then if you didn't serve it, you got another hour. But then our school made you pay. So if you had an hour, you had to pay $5. Wow, that's a ripoff. Yeah, that's so communism or something. I don't know, right? But congratulations on being late every day. I mean, that takes some work. You're well, work- you know, you have things to do. You're living my life now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be citizen call. of the day. <laughs> All right. Listen, please hold on. We actually have Chris on the line who we're going to get to who had a world record, by Whoa. the way, which I'm very excited about. We have Andre, who you'll love. Ryan, who's a dumbass. I can't wait to talk to him. Scott and more. 1-800-520-1067. You held, at one time or now... A record. That's what we're talking about here. It's time to brag about your achievements. We'll be right back on K-Rock. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. Let's take one call. Let's make it Andre from Los Angeles. Hi there. What's up? Andre, what record did you hold? Wait, before I say this, I want to say, long-time listener, first-time caller, I love you guys every morning. Thank you, you very much. Radio Thank you very much. Um, I was uh, air guitar champ for three years in a row for my middle school. Uh, right? USA! USA! Three years USA! in a row. That's a yeah, crown to wear. Sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. Air guitar champ. And then, what was your... Uh, what was your... What was your strategy? What was your big move? Oh, man. You just gotta... You gotta move around. You gotta move the body. You gotta move the head. You gotta right? flash the hair around. Go high notes. Go low notes. You know... Are we still talking about air guitar? <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, I think the world is your oyster, no pun intended, Andre. You, you should get anything you want in life with that on your resume, my friend. Darren uh, Breeden is his name. He is the 2018 New Orleans Oyster Festival champion. He ate 40 dozen oysters in eight minutes over the weekend to take home the crown. And he has uh, nothing to brag about compared to our listeners, Kevin. Listen right. to this. We're talking about world world records or records that you've held. Uh, from the 323 for the city of Santa Clarita. I won a pancake eating contest. I ate 20 in one sitting. That's one of our listeners. Wow. Congratulations. From the 562. At seven years old, I was the fastest player in my accordion class. <laughs> I definitely peaked dead. But still, they can never take that away from you. No matter no what one, else happens in your life. No one would want to. 
How about this, Kevin? This is Nick in the 949. I was the only kid in elementary school who could beat Mike Tyson in the Nintendo game, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out!, that's pretty impressive. That's not bad. All right. Let's take some calls. 1-800-520-1067. What record did you hold? I promise you, Chris in L.A., line five. Chris held an actual world record, it sounds like, for reals. Hey, Chris. Hey, good morning, everybody. How are you? Very good. Thank you. What record did you hold? So I was the top global rated player in a video game, a computer game called StarCraft, about 15 years ago, and subsequently have been the top-rated gamer in about three different titles. So I'm a, a global American American uh, video game championship. Now, that's very impressive. First of all, congratulations. Why aren't you one of these dudes making thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars playing on Twitch? Or are you? I'm too old, man. I aged out about 10 years ago, but I actually uh, run an esports company now, so I'm calling representing the esports industry this morning. Look at that. Good for you. That's very cool, man. There's a guy who took his passion and turned it into something. Very impressive. Thank you for the call, Chris. Appreciate that. All right, let's try try Ryan in Buena Park. He's the one that I said was a dummy. Let's see if you agree. Hey, Ryan. Uh, Bean, I agree. You are correct. Oh, okay. (laughs) So Ryan agrees. An entertaining dummy, though. Go ahead. Well, yeah, uh, so I don't know how many people you know that can break bottles on their head, but I found really quickly that people think it's like an anomaly. Um, you, you know, someone I'm sorry. You, parties, what's that? You broke bottles on your own head? Yeah, it's really easy if you have a hard head. I mean, but doesn't it, A, hurt, and B, couldn't you be seriously injured by glass cutting through your skull? I wouldn't do it seriously. Yeah, it doesn't hurt because, like I said, I got a hard, dumb head. Uh, but, too, I, I kind of got built the knack where you don't really uh, cut yourself. Huh. Although there was, like, a, a piece of glass stuck in my forehead for about a decade. <laughs> <laughs> Except for that. Minor downside. <laughs> um, how many how many bottles have you broken over your head? Oh, that's uncountable. Um, you know, there's a thing. You like have a backyard party, you know, 200 people, and someone catches wind. You can break bottles in your head, and then I'm like... Oh, all of a sudden, here, I got to do it now. All of a sudden, you're the hero. <laughs> yeah, you know, and this I'm responsible. I get a trash can, so, like, all the glass falls in it, and I'll just throw it all over the floor. But then you get a dummy, he's like, that's easy, I have to do that. I'm like, all right, well, do it. Let's go one for one, then. I just broke one, you do it. And Ryan, don't, don't ever stop being you, my friend. <laughs> don't ever stop being you. Thank you for the call. All right, got to get to some of these because these are great. Let's go to Alex Line 6, please. Alex is in HB up next on the Kevin Bean Show. Alex, what record did you hold? Well, this is a little pathetic, but it was a, a fun job with uh, great people. Uh, I was a waiter at a Hilton in New Jersey, working my way through college. Right. Think uh, weddings and bar mitzvahs all weekend long, black polyester tuxedo. Sweet. And before all the weddings, and uh, we'd have to set the tables. I held the uh, completely unofficial record for carrying the most full water glasses to the tables. USA! USA! So, on a tray full of full water glasses, how many could you carry at one time as a waiter? I could carry nine. That's it? Oh, I thought it was going to be more. <laughs> very person. impressive. I thought you were going to say like 27. <laughs> is, nine, is that a lot? Uh, it's a lot. Uh, you know, listen, I'm not the St. Pauli girl, but that's the best I could do. Hey, Alex, that's next time. anybody could do. Next time, inflate that number when you tell the story. <laughs> Seriously, because no one could tell. <laughs> all right, let's talk to Scott, Newport Beach, Line 7. I'm next on the Kevin Beach Show. I don't think I like this one at all. Hey, Scott. Hey, how's it going? Good, thank you. We're talking. What record did you hold? Talking to listeners who actually hold or held records. 
I, uh, in college, I was at a seafood party, and I ate 87 live goldfish. Ooh. Dude. That's no. <laughs> That's no? What does that mean? That's zero, just no. Zero consequences. Just a record. A lot of consequences for the goldfish. <laughs> Thank you for the call. One more. This is going to be your hero, Kevin. Let's go to Newport Beach again. Say hi to Heather. She's on line three. You you may hey vote for guys. her for governor today when you go to the polls. That's how much you're going to love Heather. Hey, Heather. It's not actually me that will be the governor. It will be my son. Ah. But uh, when my son was in third grade, he told me he wanted to hold a world record. So I said, well, what are you good at? And he said, armpit farts. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we went ahead and we did some research and... We found the record online, and uh, this was when he was in third grade. He's now in tenth grade, and he's still the world record holder for most armpit farts. What in thirty seconds? He still holds the record. He still holds the record. One hundred and fourteen. We got to see a video of that. I'm <laughs> right? sorry. You got. Please have it, him send it, it in. It is online. I can. I can send you guys the link. It's please online. do. It's a, it's a site called Record Setter, and. Uh, Tiny Hayden doing his armpit farts, and now he's uh, almost 17, and he still holds the record. <laughs> All right. Wow. Well, we're looking forward to him being our governor. Thanks for the call, Mom. <laughs> it's the Kevin and Bean Show, the world-famous K-Rock. Time for one final look at what's happening. And by the way, Allie McKay is alive. As far as we know, I did text with somebody who might have been pretending to be Allie yesterday. <laughs> but I'm just going to go ahead and give her the benefit of the doubt and say she is alive. Well, this is the first. Tomorrow. I know. Usually I assume they're gone. Right. But I feel like Allie's coming back tomorrow. I hate everything and everyone. I agree with you. Hey, I promise you WWE Live SummerSlam Heatwave Tour tickets to Honda Center. This is a big, big deal as it always is every time SummerSlam comes to Southern California. June 24th. Tickets on sale now at the box office or Ticketmaster.com. Uh, Roman Reigns will be there. Seth Rollins, Bray Wyatt, all the rest. If you're a fan, you know what you're in for. Call now. 1-800-520-1067. Callers 20 and 21. You win from the Kevin Bean Show on K-Rock. Some very sad news being reported by TMZ.com. This just in moments ago. Fashion designer Kate Spade, who is a name that uh, anyone who's ever lusted after one of her purses knows what an impact she made in the world of fashion. Well, she has hanged herself. She was only 55 years old, was found dead this morning in her New York City apartment. She was found at around 1020 a.m. Obviously, it's uh, super sad anytime anyone gets to that point where they think the only solution is taking one's own life. And I feel terrible for her you know, family and everybody that's left behind. I have no idea what was going on in her life at this time. But obviously, she's had a very successful career. Had a lot of people who really admired her. She uh, started out in the 80s working for women's magazines like Mademoiselle. And then she met and married her husband, Andy Spade, who is David Spade's brother, by the way. She met in college while they were working in a clothing store. And they created an empire called... Kate Spade handbags and then went out into full-scale clothing and jewelry and so much more. So very, very sad story anytime you lose someone. But I know a lot of people really admired Kate Spade dead at the age of 55. Kevin, one of our favorite shows, I'm afraid, it doesn't look like is ever coming back. What and show? That's Sherlock. Oh, I love that so much. How great is Sherlock? I think they've only had three seasons of three episodes each, but they're like 90-minute movies. You know? And you're talking about the British one, the BBC one. That's right. Yes. yes. With Benedict Cumberbatch. Yes, right. so great. It's a great, great show, but everybody obviously is so rich and so famous and so busy now that I don't know that they're going to ever revisit it. But I thought this was a really interesting idea they had. In London, they are getting ready to open what is called Sherlock, The Game Is Now. 
And basically, it's like you've uh, you've been a part of these. You've seen these. Um, oh, what do they call it? These escape uh, rooms. Yeah, escape yeah. rooms. Like it's an immersive kind of game experience yeah, or something awesome. like that. So, uh, so a group of players will go in like four to six that will be in essentially what looks like the set of Sherlock. It looks like Sherlock's apartment. And you get all the clues, and there's puzzles, and there's challenges, and there's mysteries, and you have a time frame in which you have to solve things. And it's all kind of interactive with the characters from the show who have recorded, like, video clues along the path and everything like that. It's an immersive Sherlock experience. That sounds kind of cool. I think it sounds like a super neat idea if you're a big fan of that show. Like I said, especially since it doesn't look like it's coming back. But that's going to be opening opening soon. And uh, if it is successful in London, as they expect it will be, they're going to talk about moving that worldwide. Making that an attraction where people could go who are big Sherlock Holmes fans. So, I like it. I do too. Um, I've been looking forward to doing this story all day today. Uh, maybe you already saw the uh, video. It went viral this week. The Slayer concert in Toronto. Did you see that? Did not. I I find this hard. This was Slayer with Anthrax opening up. I find this hard to believe that it is possible at a Slayer concert to mosh too hard to the point where security throws you out. Really? Like, isn't that the point of a Slayer concert? Yeah. Is anything goes. Chris LaRoque was the fan's name. He apparently, according to reports, was getting too rowdy with his moshing, so security threw him out of the building. They said, that's it. We're making you go home. Mr. LaRoque had a comment. Yeah! Yeah! Everybody! You! Eat! your mom! Die, die, die! your mom! Die, die, die! your mom! Die, die, die! your mom! Yeah. But the story doesn't end there because the concert was being held in Toronto. So what he did is he left the venue and then he jumped into Lake Ontario, which was adjacent to the concert venue. And he tried to swim back into the venue. He tried to swim around the building and make his way back in. As I love if the, it. The soaking wet guy who shows up goes, I don't know what you're talking about. I haven't been here before. I love it. No such luck. Police were waiting to scoop him back up. But, and here's the happy ending we've all been waiting for, because it was such a metal thing to do, Slayer heard about it, and they offered him tickets to see another Slayer show on the next leg of the band's farewell tour. That's pretty awesome. So he got thrown out of Slayer, and then the band said, hey, you know what? I appreciate the effort. Why don't you come back and see us again? And then Mr. DeRoke had this comment. Yes. Today I won. Here's my ring. I'm the winner. I won. That's it. I did well. Who did well? I did. So he's very That's happy. A ridiculous comment. <laughs> hey, uh, the only time I ever got flattened in a mosh pit was at Irvine Meadows with Slayer. Really? Flattened. Like, yeah. didn't see the guy coming and ended up looking straight up into the air and not remembering a thing. Yeah, I think they go pretty hard it's pretty at the sweet. Slayer concert. I really do. Um, what is everyone's level of interest in a rebooted Roseanne without Roseanne? I don't know. No. I sort of wasn't into it. Yeah. And maybe it was her, but I, I love John Goodman. But still. I mean, it has a lot of other good actors on it, obviously. Sarah Chalk is on it. Sarah Gilbert is on it. John Goodman, you mentioned, is on it. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's not like we don't know and like a lot of those characters, but I feel like Roseanne's point of view is kind of central to that. Yeah. I mean, I think that the 
people behind Roseanne, obviously, they're looking to see if there's still money on the table because of how popular the reboot has been. But I also kind of feel like they're thinking about all these actors and all these people who work on the show. And, hey, is there any way that we can still give them jobs? I think that's got to be part of it. So there are serious discussions going on. Now, Roseanne was the star and executive producer. They may be contractually bound to continue to pay her, by the way. If they, because she was one of the creators of the show. So if they put it on the air, Roseanne will still get money. So I don't know if that's going to be a stickling point where they're going to say, hey, we don't really want to do that. Or if that's going to be bad PR for them or if it's going to be enough that Roseanne herself is not on the show. But apparently right now, many in the chain of decision making are optimistic that season two is of the reboot is going to be a go. And there may be an announcement as early as next week. Uh it might be best if you just let it go, okay? I, I'm not sure. I, I don't know that we need it. I don't know that we need it as well. I don't know well. that we need it anyway. So, all right. As we mentioned, uh, Allie should be back tomorrow. Lots of birthdays to wish happiness to, including the great Ron Livingston from Office Space, our friend Jeff Garland from the Goldbergs, celebrating a birthday today. Uh, Pete Wentz from Fallout Boy. Richard Butler, Psychedelic Furs frontman. Peanut from 311. Marky Mark himself, actor Mark Wahlberg. And, of course, the reason we all celebrate today, Kevin's best friend in the whole wide world. I mean, he's not really my friend. Is Kenny G. I took a picture with him. That's it. Now, you you saw him up close in your selfie. Yes. Uh, how old does Kenny G look to you? Um, I, uh, I was <clears throat> perhaps uh, altered slightly when I met you him. You were in the best shape Correct. to maybe guess. So I would guess 55. 62. 62. 62. Happy hmm. birthday, Kenny G. All right. Thank you. On your drive home today, listen to the commercial-free 5 p.m. hour, Random Act of Helpfulness, and the SoCal Helpful Honda Dealers. Tomorrow morning, our new, fe- our new uh, feature, Jank Tank. We had it scheduled for today, but just too much good stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Jank Tank is going to be good uh, based on every other new feature that we've done that has failed miserably. Well, we have a success rate of about 1 in 200. Uh, and we're going to talk to Doto, the international man of mystery, who wants to go to Shanghai to date a communist. And he yes. wants some advice. Is he? Will do it first of all. Right? Uh, is he out of women in North America to date? I am. Um, I would guess so. All right. <laughs> I'm not sure. And we've also got your tickets to Florence and the Machine at the Hollywood Bowl, and you qualify for that trip to Life is Beautiful in downtown Las Vegas tomorrow morning. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.